Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our theme of the resurrection found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Our previous passage dealt with the consequences of denying the doctrine of bodily resurrection. Now we come to the certainty of resurrection. Eschatology is the fancy word for the doctrine of last things or Bible prophecy. The special wrinkle of eschatology in this passage is what you could call personal eschatology rather than overall plan for the ages. In other words, what is going to happen to you, not what is going to happen to the whole world. Please listen carefully as Pastor Harris delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, The Resurrection Plan. Now, when it says that Christ has been raised as the first fruits, that implies later fruits are coming, later fruit in the form of resurrection. But we need to make sure we understand what that means. Now, it does not mean that Jesus was the first one ever to rise from the dead. That happened in the Old Testament, and Jesus Himself raised a few people. But all those died again, as far as we know. That was not a permanent resurrection. But Christ's resurrection was a resurrection to life which knows no death. In that sense, He's the forerunner of all believers, and He is the first fruits of the ultimate resurrection of which He spoke in John 5. Remember, we read John 5, 28 and 29 a couple of times on Sunday. All who are in the graves will hear the voice of the Son of God, and they will all come forth, believer and unbeliever. But it says, since He is the first fruits of those who are asleep. Now, the word asleep, that's the metaphor for the death of a Christian. It's used several times in this chapter. It's used several other times in the, in the New Testament. Christ's resurrection is the pledge and the proof or the guarantee, if you will, of the resurrection to come of all believers. So, asleep means inactive. Your, your body is not moving around. That's, the, the body is dead, and then the body will be raised and joined again to your spirit, and you will have a permanent resurrection body, a body suited for the resurrection, which, by the way, that type of body is what comes next in this chapter after our text for tonight. So Christ's resurrection is the pledge of your resurrection, and then secondly, the proof of your resurrection. Look at verses 21 and 22. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. Now, those two sentences summarize what is taught throughout the Bible. The most thorough description of that is over in Romans 
And I want to take a little side trip there to Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. By a man came death, by a man also came resurrection from the dead. So let's look at that in Romans 5, starting in verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. Now, we could go a long time on that, but let me just put it together in the, the, the summary fashion of it. The purpose of the law of Moses was to define and to expose sin. Like Galatians says, the law was our tutor to lead us to Christ. The law showed us sin. All of those sacrifices for all of those sinful things just reinforced, you're a sinner. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. All of those sin offerings had to die. Now, I want to slip in a freebie here for you. This does not have anything to do with our subject in 1 Corinthians 15, Um, not on the subject of resurrection. But there are people today, there are many people today who say, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe what Genesis chapter 1 and 2 teach, that everything was created from nothing in a six-day a six-literal day period of creation. And some say that is not an essential doctrine that you believe that the first three chapters of Genesis are literal history and that was the beginning of the universe and the beginning of mankind. There are a lot of people today, it's kind of popular to say, that God could have used evolution, that Genesis 1 through 11 is not history. It's a mythical representation or a poetical description of the the overall summary of the process that God used. And uh, the days there in Genesis 1 aren't really days. Well, I want to comment about that. If that's true, Romans isn't. Romans is false. This passage is absolutely dead wrong if there was millions of years of death before Adam. Millions or billions of years before of death before Adam is 100% antithetical and completely contradictory to the book of Romans. Also contradictory to, uh, to Jesus. All right. That's, that, that's a freebie, but I want to suggest to you that's not just an optional thing that some hyper-spiritual people believe. That is what the Bible teaches, and it is tied to what the Bible teaches about the doctrine of salvation because it's tied to, tied to what the Bible teaches about the doctrine of sin. And the, and the sacrifice of Christ is the good news, which is the answer to the bad news that we are all sinners. All right, that was free. Back to Romans chapter 5, pick it up at verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses. In other words, there was death even before there was the law that exposed all of the facets of sin. Uh, Death reigned from Adam until Moses even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam 
who is a type of him who was to come. Again, we could go on for that all night. He goes on to say, For if by the transgression of the one the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to many. Now, what's that part saying? It's saying, even before God gave the law through Moses, in that long time, that almost 2,000 years between Adam and, uh, and Moses, or actually more than 2,000 years between Adam and, and Moses, death was already in full display, already on full display. It was in full control of everyone's life. No one got out of this world without dying, well, except Enoch, who is the very special case that proved, the exception proves, uh, proves the rule. So, go back to Romans 5, starting at verse 16. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in justification. Now, what that's saying is simply that Adam affected countless others. Likewise, Jesus affected countless others. They both did something as the head of a whole group of people. Verse 17, For if by the transgression of the one death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. There's no way to be saved except through Christ. There's one way to be condemned, that is through Adam. So that's why our text, chapter 15, verse 22, says everyone is either in Adam or in Christ. In Adam all die, in Christ all will be made alive. All right? Take a breath. We're going to go down under one more time. Actually, one, well, yes, one more time. Verse 19, for as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The law came in so that the transgression would increase But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I believe if I was preaching through Romans, that probably would be about three sermons to plow through that section there for all the things that 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 connects. But understand, the only cure for the problem of your sin and the only escape from the judgment that your sin deserves is the grace of God. And the gift of the grace is all in Christ Jesus. So, through that passage, Adam and Christ are compared and contrasted all the way through. Did you see it as we went there? You can put it in two columns. Adam, well, in his column sin and death. In Christ's column, righteousness and life. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.